All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how was your nap? <laughs> Dude, we try and get a nap in every day that we can, which is just about every day most of the time, but it was all right. I feel a little bit refreshed, but... I'll tell you what, there's, there's times where I like can sneak in a nap because it, like, it makes sense with my schedule, and then like I'm, I feel myself dozing, and I'm like, you know what, let me try and get like a 40-minute nap, and it makes the whole world a difference. I schedule my naps. That's smart. Very smart. Yeah. For those of you that are wondering, I uh, was trying to get a hold of Brad for about 20-ish minutes while he was <laughs> snoozing away. <laughs> uh, luckily, I have Casey on uh, on Facebook Messenger. I'm just like, is he dead? Question mark. <laughs> Anyways, let's, uh, what are we talking about today? AFC East, the greatest division in football, the most unstoppable force. Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. Um, we've talked AFC North. We've talked uh, AFC South. And now we're on to the East. Next week will be the AFC West. Uh, told you guys last week when I did the question and answer session, we'd have another guest on. Um, so we talking a three-man crew. Um, but yeah, are you ready to get going and start talking about the Jets? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> so, as always, we work we work backwards to forwards. Uh, Jets finished dead last in the division last year, so we're going to start with them. So, New York Jets, their 2021 record was 4-13. and uh, They picked in the top five because of that. Uh, key ads, C.J. Uzma, tight end from the Bengals, just played in the Super Bowl. I think that's a very underrated move. I think it's a really nice piece for them. Uh, safety, Jordan Whitehead. And then I have an exclamation marks, rookies, because they got some nice pieces. They had a really stellar draft. Uh, Sauce Gardner, this cornerback out of Cincinnati. Everybody likes him. Uh, in my opinion, the number one wide receiver in the draft, wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. And then what a lot of people were saying was one of the better pass rushers and for whatever reason, he kind of fell. I think he was the third, maybe fourth pass rusher taken off the board. But Jermaine Johnson, they said he's one of the best pure pass rushers in this entire draft. When you're as bad as you are, as bad as the Jets were, key losses aren't going to come. They're not going to stand out unless you really lose a big piece. In my opinion, they lost some wide receiver depth. Uh, Jameson Crowder, who's been a very good player for them for a long time. And then Keegan Cole. Um, Outside of that, I don't have a ton as far as losses. Do you have any more to add on key ads or key losses from the offseason? No, not too much. I think you covered it, though. They had a pretty fun draft, a lot of picks towards the top, two in the top ten. So I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think you had spoke about this on one of the last two pods. I'll let you kind of elaborate. Uh, you basically said Jets are going to be really fun to watch offensively, defensively, going to be a shit show. Are you standing with that? Where are you at on that? Um, I don't know if they'll necessarily be a shit show. Just off the top of my head, I couldn't really name too many pieces on their defense. Uh, after yeah. going through, you see uh, Quinn and Williams, you see Solomon Thomas, Carl Lawson. Like I believe Carl Lawson was gone for the year with an injury last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, C.J. Mosley, um, they have LaMarcus Joyner at safety. So this defense has actually got a few more players than I thought they did. But I will stand by 
my remarks towards their offense. Um, in like I think third or fourth round, they drafted Brees Hall in the running yes. back room to go with yes. Michael Carter. Um, Zach Wilson, I believe, is going to be improved. I think he had a solid rookie year, a lot of interceptions, but sometimes you'll have that, especially with a team as bad as the Jets. Um, their receiving core, you know, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Uh, I think that runs about four deep on guys that could all be number, you know, some potentially ones, but number two guys. Um, adding the safety from the Bengals, Uzama, um, which I thought it was shocking he left the Bengals. But to add him, and then, you know, you have Makai Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker, sure enough, the right side of the offensive line. I just think there's pieces that are very exciting for Jets fans. And even if they're not a great team, I just think it's every year just kind of seems hopeless for the Jets. And at least this year, it seems like the the entire organization is making the right steps to at least try to be competitive again. And uh, I think this offense will be fun to watch. You said you were kind of shocked that CJ Uzma left the Bengals. Yeah. I'm fairly confident. Feel free to look this up, listeners. He is dating Kay Adams, the former host of Good Morning Football. And Kay Adams lives in New York. I think that had a role in it. Now, mind you, Kay Adams in the offseason left New York, or she left Good Morning Football. I don't know where she's doing now. Um, but I think that play did play a role, for what it's worth. You just kind of think of where the Bengals are at and where the Jets are at. into. Yep. It is a, it is an interesting move. I did put this down because obviously, you know, you weren't high on their defense and maybe you're, you've chained it a little bit, but um, 504 points given up on defense. That was the worst in the league by a mile. Like, I don't think anybody else even hit 460. Like literally they gave up a lot of points. So a couple of rookies aren't going to make all the difference in the world. They are going to need some legit defensive help. Um, Whitehead is a big move. Sauce is a big move. Jermaine Johnson's a big move. Uh, a healthy CJ Mosley for the whole season will be, will be really nice for them too. He's kind of been beat up since he's gotten there. Um, I don't have a ton on the jets, but I will say this. I'm not high on Zach Wilson. I don't I don't think much of him. I think we're I think we've seen a lot of quarterbacks work early in this league or at least show some sort of promise. I never seen any sort of promise with Zach Wilson last year. I never really had a moment. Uh Justin Fields had a couple moments last year where I thought he was pretty good. Um Trevor Lawrence had moments last year. Uh, Mac Jones had let plenty of moments last year. I just think that it will see about Trey Lance, obviously. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Can I ask you this? Roughly off the top of your head. Are the Jets going to and we'll go over their first five in a minute, but are they improved? Are they better than four and 13? Um, I think you look at so many teams in the NFL and it's like, even with the jets, I think we're spoiled at a time right now where I think that they could be better and they will be fun, but I don't know if that's going to produce more wins exactly. Cause there's just so many good teams in the NFL. Um, and that's why I've kind of dropped the whole, this, 
the Steelers have a tough schedule. You start looking at every team in the NFL, they all have hard schedules. Like it's yeah, uh, it was just a good time to be an NFL fan. And for the Jets, unfortunately, you want to get off to a good start, but they start with four games all against the AFC North. That's that's tough. Uh, so off the top of my head, I would put them in a vacuum at four wins again. Okay. Okay. Um. We're going to go over their first five. Spoiler, I wrote down their first 12. I got it in front of me. Um, before we do that, I do have one. Ah, we'll wait till we get there. We'll wait till we get there. Um, any more to add on the Jets? No. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're not necessarily doing them justice, but I mean, they've just been so bad. For so long, they've been horrendous as long as this pod's been going. Um, I will say this: this is the most optimism Jets fans should have going into a season since this pod's been going. Um, but yeah, first five, week one, home opener, hosting the Ravens. Loss. Yeah, I got the Ravens taking the dub. I think we had, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, week two, at the Cleveland Browns. Who know I I would I would anticipate Watson not playing, um, so you have either Jacoby Brissett and or, um, gosh, who they just pick up? I'm sorry, Josh Rosen. Thank you, Josh Rosen. Those would be the two options there. Uh, where are you going here? Uh, with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm, Browns, but that's a good game actually. I think that's a good game. Yeah, I just think the Browns are way more talented. If Jacoby Brissett is playing, he's not going to turn the ball over. And the Browns' defense is good enough to force one or two out of the Jets or out of Zach Wilson. I got the Browns there. I feel pretty strong about it, too. Week three, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Uzma gets a look to see that new offense there. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the Jets' four wins last year was the Bengals. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again. I think the Bengals win. Yeah, the Jets, the Bengals down the stretch um, had beaten some really good teams, but they slipped up against the against the Jets, and the Jets are going to try and gain on that, but the Bengals aren't going to forget. I got the Bengals big. I, yeah. Week four, and maybe you'll notice this, Ravens, Browns, Bengals at the Steelers. They're going to open up. The Jets will. They're going to open up with the AFC North to start off their season. Um, no, no divisional games there uh, at the Steelers. Akershire Stadium's a tough place to play, so um, they're undefeated there. <laughs> I just had to, I just had to peep the stadium in eventually. Yeah, um, yeah. To be uh, honest, so many people have been trying to get a uh, a reaction out of you, and you haven't given it to them. So I'm glad you said something uh, there. Um, I I like the Steelers here. Um, again, I do too. It's just tough for the Jets here. Yeah, I uh, I think the Steelers are, even with a rookie quarterback or Mitch Trubisky, I think they're better. Just better. Week five, home against the Miami Dolphins. I get to them soon. I, I like Miami a lot. I don't. I think they beat the Jets. I also have them beating the Jets. So that was their first five. That's what we notorious do. I want to keep going because they haven't won yet. 
So week six at Green Bay. Loss. I agree. I agree. Week seven at the Denver Broncos. Loss. I agree. Week eight home against the Patriots. I'm going to give you some trivia. You ready for this? All right. The last time the Jets beat New England in regulation. Give me the year. Not in overtime. In regulation. I'm just going to take a guess. Shot in the dark. 2015. Is it really a long time ago? Like I, 2011. Oh, okay. It's literally been since 2011. So Heck. if the Jets are going to beat New England, they almost have to play a perfect game or get New England on a bad game. Uh, New England's beat them eight in a row. Actually, they're right just, now, they're on an eight-game winning streak. I think it goes to nine. Yeah, they just traveled to Green Bay, to Denver. That's a lot of travel. I get that they have to come home, but. Oh, New England. Okay. Yeah, New England. Home against the Bills. Bills sweep the Jets. Yeah, Bills. Bills. So they go into their week 10 bye at 0-9. We don't want to do that to any This is is why I was kind of doing this, because I had a feeling that you would be at the four, maybe five game mark, and I'm like, I just, I'm having a hard time here. Now, mind you, this is the NFL. The Jets could win any of these games. But week in and week out, I just don't think they're good enough to beat all these teams. Now, I'm going to give you two more because I do think there's a win in here. At New England, I don't think that's it. And then they're home against the Bears week 12. I'm going to give them that W. Yeah, and um, that week 11 at New England, New England's coming off their bye. Yeah, um, versus Chicago. That's a good game, but again, I've talked about this. Chicago's not good. Um, at home, I'll give the edge to the Jets simply on location. I don't feel comfortable about it. It's not great, yeah. but yeah, I Jets fans are probably like, man, fuck these guys. But I, I yeah. mean, honestly, I I'm I'm struggling here. I I don't think you can look me in the eye and tell me you're better than any of the teams that I just named, outside of the Bears. Um, now, mind you. If they drafted these three rookies, four rookies, because I'm going to include Bryce Hall now you said that. I, I think we should. They drafted those four rookies. If two of them are exceptional, maybe the Jets are way better than we're giving them credit for. Right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's that's what I like last year. I think when I did my, you know, I released my full season prediction, I think I had two or three teams go 0-18. And, and people were kind of blasting me a little bit about it. And I was like, look, I, I know they're probably not going to. But when I look on paper, how am I supposed to tell you that I think the Jets will win this game? I can't just hand out imaginary W's just because they'll win them somewhere. When you're going through this list, I want anybody to give them the argument that at Denver week seven, Jets have it. Or week three at home versus the Bengals, why the Jets are convincing there. Like, they're not great. Yeah. No, I think. But you're... that being said, the back half of their schedule has Chicago, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. Um, who knows what Minnesota is going to be late in the season? You know, a couple division games; those could maybe go either way. But so, like, they have opportunities there in the back half to build on something. But oh. yeah, um, 
Sorry, Jets fans. Gave you what I could. I don't even uh, know one. <laughs> I know, like one. I we're friends on Twitter, and it's always a fun beef. Um, used to work with him, Casey Blank. Remember him? Oh, okay. I didn't know he was a Jets fan. Oh my God, he's diehard. Oh, he's diehard. I haven't talked to him in like seven yeah. years. So yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Are you ready? Yeah. Miami Dolphins. Uh, their 2021 season, they were nine and eight. Do you remember how they got to that nine and eight? Yeah, there was a lot of like, a lot of poor play, a lot of nastiness, a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson. Trade deadline ended, and they did, only had Tua, and they kind of just shot off on a. On, I mean, they ended as one of the hottest teams in the NFL, almost squeaked in the playoffs. Yeah, so week one last year they beat New England. And then they decided to roll off seven straight losses. Hmm. And then they finished the season eight and one. Kind of crazy. <laughs> really crazy. But uh, they were actually, like you said, they were one of the hottest teams in the year. They did fire Brian Flores. Everybody said that was a shocking firing. We were pretty big on that on the pod. Uh, obviously, there was some. I don't want to call it scandal, but there's some accusations that there's maybe some faulty hirings and things of that such nature by Brian Flores. He has a lawsuit against the Dolphins, the NFL. Um, they get a new head coach. They steal him from San Francisco, Mike McDaniel. Uh, I think that's an interesting hire. Offensive mind, it seems to work in this league all of a sudden. You know, offensive coaches are making the playoffs more than defensive coaches are. Let's talk about the ads. Key ads. Um, there's this wide receiver. Uh, he used to play for the Chiefs. Um, I hear he's fast. Tyreek Hill. Uh, they they acquired him via trade. It sounds like, let me see what they, uh, oh, the farm. They gave up the farm for him. Okay. Uh, lots of picks. Then here's some underrated ads. So they go out and they sign Melvin Ingram. Uh, was once a staple for the Chargers. He's now bounced around the league, played for a couple different teams. I think previously last with the Steelers, correct? Yeah, he was with the Steelers for a little bit, and then I think he went to the Chiefs to finish the season. Uh, a couple of running backs, former first-round pick Sony Michelle, and then running back Chase Edmonds. So Sony Michelle, fresh off a Super Bowl, also has another one with the Patriots. So he's got two Super Bowl rings already. Uh, you kind of get some veteran leadership with a former first-round pick. And then Chase Edmonds had a great fantasy year last year. It was Arizona. I think a lot of people really liked him, but they were just ready to move forward with. Uh, Connor, why can James Connor? So mm -hmm. Chase Edmonds finds himself in Miami. They also go out and get a really nice second string quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. I think that is a great pickup. If if Halloween comes around and two is not great, bam, right there. And then one of the underrated signings of the entire offseason, offensive tackle, Teron Armstead. Yeah. They had a really nice offseason with adding pieces. As far as the losses go, cornerback Jason McCourty, wide receiver Will Fuller, which I'm not even sure he actually even played last year. I think he was literally just hurt. I, I, if he did play, he wasn't impactful, so it's really not a loss. And then a couple of running backs. Obviously, they added two, but they lost two, Malcolm Brown and Philip Lindsay. They also added uh, – you got Sonny Michelle and Chase Edmonds. They also got Raheem Mostert from the 49ers. That was actually last year. Was he was really? just hurt. He was just hurt. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, that's what. Dang. I but mean, you know what? That's, they got that a table. Edmonds, yeah. Mostert, Michelle, and Gaskins because they didn't lose him either. That's yeah. And that's quite a few guys who could potentially could line up at wide receiver spots in different packages. And then um, yeah. today, I don't know how much value, but today they signed Mohamed Sanu. I didn't know he was still in the NFL. Yep. So but thank today you. they picked him up. Yep. Thank you for adding that. Mohamed Sanu just today. Who knows if he makes a roster, but they do have an open roster spot losing Fuller and they traded Devontae Parker for a pick to New England. So um Sanu is probably going to make the team as a veteran, I would assume. Uh, but who knows? New offensive coach, lots of offensive pieces, a stable of running backs, which seems to be the way of the league now. If you have a stable of running backs, you're almost guaranteed to run to the Super Bowl. If you're paying a running back top dollar money, you're almost guaranteed to not be. So where do you think Miami is before we get to their first five? You said a second ago you were high on them. Yeah, I think Miami's going to be really good. I think that Tua has been put in a very unfortunate situation relatively un- up until now. Um, there was a lot of uh, question marks on who was really pulling for him within the organization, whether it be coaches, front office, other players. It was a constant struggle for who's owned the team at quarterback. And I feel like last year was the first time we got a real glimpse of Tua without having to hold back and the team having full belief in him, no other options. And he led them to do good things to end the season. And then you look at the the speed that he has Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson Jr., Mike Gusecki, like the run the running back stable. I just think offensively, this team is so explosive. And then on defense, this team's been doing things for a couple seasons now with Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, they have Javon Holland. Uh, their secondary allows them to do some some uh, things that other teams can't in the front seven with pass rushing. I think they're, they can afford to send more players than some teams can with how good their secondary is. Um, I just think in an offensive league, they shirt up a left tackle and got a bunch of weapons for Tua. And now it is simply this team goes as Tua goes. I know you could say that for a lot of teams with their quarterback specifically. It's just for a guy going into year three, we know an awful lot more about Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow than we do about Tua. And it simply comes down to this. If you think Tua is going to be good to great with Mike McDaniel, this team is a 10 to 12, maybe 13 win team. If you don't think Tua is the guy, this is another middle of the road, seven, eight win team that just is going to fall short in a stacked AFC. Um, we'll have to look at the schedule again. That stuff matters. But a team that's playing a third place schedule is going to get the Jets twice, is going to get some favorable matchups. I I think the Dolphins could, could finally make the playoffs after a couple of years of being just on the outside looking in. Could I say something? I just kind of want you to react to it. Okay. Two is good. That's my my prediction. Yeah. But he's not good enough. What's your opinion on that? And here, I, let me let me elaborate before you go. You just said it. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, um, Josh, Josh Allen. Carr. I, you Lamar. know, yeah, it, I get it. you get it. Is he just not good enough? Is that fair? I I think he hasn't been. I'm not ready to say he can't be. And the reason I say that is because Tua at high school, college, and professional levels has only had defensive-minded head coaches. And we saw what he was able to do at Georgia. 
And this guy who can really throw the ball and distribute and be a real team leader, he's a little bit different. He's not your prototype athlete. He's a traditional pocket passer. But I think if you bring a guy like with Mike McDaniel who can who gets you weapons, I mean, you have elite weapons. And I think if Tua does great and this team wins 12 games, people are going to say, well, Tua needs all these weapons. Well, he has them. I mean, we can't argue that. I just think Tua – hasn't been put in a spot to be able to succeed until this year. And I think when this year's completed, we have we can't have any more questions about Tua. We're going to neither know if he's good or not. But like you said, good is not good enough. He's going to have to be great because the AFC is, I mean, it's bonkers when you start to list the quarterbacks top down. It's ridiculous. You said something a second ago, and somebody else said something today on the Facebook page, and I kind of want to defend it. You said, if Tua balls out this year, gets 12, 13 wins, people are going to say Tua needs these weapons to succeed. And then today, when Julio Jones signs with the Bucks, somebody posted, um, Tom Brady needs all these weapons. Yeah. Have you seen what the Chiefs have? Have you seen what the Chargers have? Have you seen what the Raiders have? Have you seen what the Bills have? Have you seen what the good teams have? The Bengals? Have you seen weapons. what the Rams have? They have weapons. If yeah. you want to win the Super Bowl, you need weapons. Who are people questioning right now? The Packers. Why? They don't have any. Come on. You need sure. weapons to succeed in this league. Tom Brady left New England. Why? Because they had dog shit weapons. Of course the Buccaneers are trying A lot to of get people. Julio Jones. A lot of people think Kirk Cousins is way worse than his stats provide, but he's always had weapons. He's had Delvin yeah. Cook, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Justin Jefferson, and he makes it do. If if you don't think if you don't think your quarterback's good enough, you get weapons to help him. And if you think your quarterback's great, you get him weapons to put him over the top. You you should always be looking to find as many weapons as you can. And they've come in and said, Weapons will give you Three guys who are elite track speed, Cedric Wilson. That Mike Gusecki lines up 81% of his plays in the slot, not up against the offensive line. Four running backs who are all capable. All different skill sets, all capable. This team is constantly going to go. They are frightening east and west and north and south. It's, can Tua put it all together? We're going to see, but we're going to get all of our questions answered. And your prediction on the Dolphins – is your prediction on how good you think Tua can be. And it's and that's why there's so many question marks and why they're in the top five, I think, of a lot of people's teams they want to see this year because they're going to look different. Yeah, I think going back to the weapons thing, a wep weapons don't show you how good your quarterback is. It shows you how bad your quarterback is. Because if you have the weapons and you're good, it's of course you are. If you have the weapons and you're bad, it's okay. We need to move on. Yeah, like that's when, really what weapons do. When Jay Cutler looked left and saw Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett, looked right and saw Alshon Jeffrey, turned around and saw Matt Forte, and then had 31 turnovers in a season, that tells you more than you need to know about Jay Cutler. He couldn't get it done with studs. Like, come on. Another example, Jameis Winston. They remove him. They bring in Brady. They're instantly the best team in the league. Why? Again, bad quarterback play. They, all the weapons were there. Yeah, that's you're 100% right. Um, man, Miami is definitely a top. There's a lot of really good teams, but I think there's probably 
Is it fair to say they're a top three storyline team going into this year? Oh, 100. That's what I said. Top yeah. five, just to be conservative. Yeah. But there are a lot of teams. And like, I don't think anyone in our generation really has any reason to hate the, the Dolphins. They've just been yeah. a team that just existed. So mm-hmm. now you have two, a new coach. Tyreek Hill is out here talking about he's the most accurate, this and that. So you got some really good corners. They're just a team that you can just watch. And it's just interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't hate the Dolphins. They're a team that seems to always play New England well, no matter how good or bad they are. Um, and I was just at the NFL Hall of Fame a couple weeks back with my buddy Andrew. Um, he'll probably listen to this pod. We're talking about the Dolphins. One of the things I pointed out to him, I said, take a look at you, because at the NFL Hall of Fame, they have every single team in the history of football. So like the Baltimore Colts are on there, but also are the Ravens and so are the Indianapolis Colts, right? So every single team and their record through the years. It's a ginormous board. It's really cool to look at every single record. And I was like, look at the last 10 years. What do you notice? Lots of middle of the road. Not so bad that they need the number one to number five pick. And not so good that they're competing and winning playoff games. They're just middle. And it's almost the worst place to be. Colin Coward talks about this all the time. The worst place to be in all of sports and any sport is the middle. Be good or be bad. You got to get somewhere. Middle. It's like middle is only fun for like a year as you're translating to be good. If you can't get to that good, it's like, shit, what are we doing wrong? First five? Yeah. I'm ready to disagree. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. Week one, home against the Patriots. They've won three straight against New England. Where are you at? I just, on the outside looking in, it seems like the last few years, New England struggles in Miami. Like, I don't know. So I'm going to give it. always struggled in Miami. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, um, I'm going to say they split. I don't know the next time they play the Patriots, but based late, on location, I'm going, I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, that's, it says it is a fair pick. Um, but I'll say this, they've lost three in a row. I can't envision it for New England was actually, this is super strange. They were really good on the road bad at home last year i think that continues i got them beating the dolphins week one call it bias call it whatever you want i got them beating miami uh and look it up there's nobody that defends tyree kill better than bill belichick uh week two at the ravens i'm high on the ravens i know you are too what do you got the dolphins doing um from miami up to baltimore that's a tough game, but I know we're both really high in Baltimore. I'm going to give it to the to the birds at home. Yeah, one thing that we both uh, had kind of said about the Ravens is they have arguably the best secondary in the league now. It's definitely in question. Um, and what do you need to defend weapons? A good secondary. I got the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are better. Um, I'm actually extremely high in the Ravens, as you guys already know. I'm I'm sticking with them. I got the Dolphins dropping to 0-2. Week three, home against the Bills. The Bills annihilated them both times last year. Yeah, I know. I just I don't want to make the Bills 18-0, but they're going to beat the Dolphins, I think, here in week three. We're going to talk about the Bills in a minute. Uh, I don't think they're going 18-0. I know. Me neither. It's just every time I feel like the Bills get brought up, it's like, oh, yeah, I think the Bills edge them out here. I think the Bills – I think yeah. this is I think this is a a tricky game for Buffalo. 
I'm going to give it to Miami. I'm going to give wow. it to Miami here. Yeah, I massively disagree. Uh, <laughs> I have the Bills as one of the, the top four teams in this league and uh, a top two quarterback in this league. I just don't see where the Dolphins are that much better. Um, and speaking of strong secondaries, the Bills have one. I got the Bills here. Week four at the Bengals. I believe this is a Thursday night. Do you have that in it front is. of you? But it yep, is a Thursday, Thursday night game. Miami's traveling to Cincinnati on a short week. Uh, Bengals. Agree. I have them 0-4. You got them what? I have them 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. Week five at the Jets. This is a massive W. And it's a must win at this point. And to be honest, I'm not even predicting that two is going to be bad. I just think the first four teams are better than them in a in a small case. I so I do have this as a win. They're at one and four. You have them at three and two. Uh do you just want to rapid fire some of these next couple of games? Sure. Home against the Vikings. Win. Agree. Win. Home against the Steelers. Win. Loss. At the Lions. Win. Win. At the Bears. Win. Win. At our home against the Browns. Win. Win. So I'm with you with some of these middle of the pack teams. I don't think. Week 11 is the bye week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Week 12, who do they play? Houston. At home. Is, is two of the starting quarterback. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think you almost have to go the whole season with Tua and just kind of see where it's at. Um, and don't get me wrong. Now, I, as a... I, sorry, I, like, as, I like Bridgewater, but I don't think he's adding that much. No, I, I think Bridgewater's there simply if Tua gets injured. I don't think there's a poor fair. play scenario where he goes down. It's just... You know, I have a lot of wins, and people are like, man, the Dolphins, there's a tough stretch where in December they leave Miami for three weeks straight, and they play at San Francisco, at Los Angeles Chargers, at Buffalo Bills. That's a real tough schedule late. They come home for the Packers, but then they're back at New England, and then home for the Jets to end it out. So this could be a team that goes on a tear to the bye week, and then, you know, they always say when you're going into the playoffs, you want to be hitting your stride. This is a team that may have done enough to get in the playoffs as a wild card. I think we all think the Bills are going to win this division, but they're going to be a team that's kind of, I think, taking a step down towards the end that gets in and could potentially be a team that fizzles out. But we'll see how it all plays out. But I think the Dolphins are going to be really good. First-year head coach and a quarterback I don't love. And Again, I just kind of rattled off some. I think this team's 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight again. I, I just don't see them being a 10-11 win team, 12 win team. And you just, you talked about it a second ago, where you at on Tua. If you believe in Tua, then you think this team – I believe they're literally this. This is them. This is their ceiling with Tua. It, it just – I don't – we're not talking year two. This is like year four. Like it, We've just – and it is fair to say he hasn't got a great shake, but at the same time, like – You kind of have, you have a lot of games under your belt. You know what I mean? Are they all consistent? Are they all in the same scenarios? No, but Justin Herbert was told 35 seconds before kickoff 
He had to go up against Patrick Mahomes and never blinked with a shitty offensive line. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm done with the excuses. I just like I don't I don't know that Tua. He's good. He's good. He ain't great. And I, that, I just eight and nine is probably where he's at. That's what makes this team fun. You can kind of use it for most teams using the quarterback, but this team truly is whatever you think Tua is capable of is how you're basing the entire Dolphins. It's not about defense, weapons. It's, like you said, first-year head coach and Tua. What are those two going to be able to do? Mm -hmm. And that's why everybody's going to be like, oh, my team's not playing? What are the Dolphins doing? Like, if they can. I just think as a team, everyone's going to want to pay attention to. And by no means, because we don't do this on this pod. I think it's lowbrow. I'm not predicting an injury, but can I just pose the question? If Tyreek gets hurt, what is this team? I think, um, by the way, just a little fantasy advice, Jalen Waddle will be better than Tyreek Hill this year, statistics-wise. I agree. I Let other people agree. take Tyreek Hill in the first two rounds. Take Jalen Waddle in rounds four, five, and six. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. But what is this team if Tyreek Hill goes down? I just don't know that they have that much. I don't know. I'm not... Watch, they'll kick New England's ass week one and make me eat my words. I just don't know that they're – even if they kick New England's ass, I don't think they're winning 10 and 11 games. I just don't. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I'm not there on them. It's fun. That's why we let it play out. It's always fun on different sides. Ready for the next team? Yeah. Round of applause. The six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots, the 2021 playoff team. 10 and 7 on the year. 10 and 7 on the year. The key ads. Uh, Mac Wilson, linebacker via trade with the Browns. A wide receiver slash running back, Ty Montgomery, former Green Bay Packers, bounced around the league a little bit. Wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins, Devontae Parker, uh, via trade. Safety, Jabril Peppers. This one was kind of an interesting one because you could argue that the, the Patriots have one of the best second or safety rooms in the entire league, and they add Jabril Peppers. Uh, Super Bowl 49 hero, Malcolm Butler. Everybody remembers that name. But then the losses. Linebacker Chase Winovich was traded for Mac Wilson, so you lose him. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker, captain, longtime Patriot, gone. Dante Hightower, three-time Super Bowl champion, longtime New England Patriot, gone. J.C. Jackson, one of the top corners in the league over the last three years, led the league in interceptions, I believe, two years ago, gone. James White went down with a hip injury early last year, and now there's talks that it's not looking fully recovered, and there are rumors that he may actually never play in the NFL again, but he is signed to return. It's not necessarily a loss, but it could be. And then former wide receiver, first-round pick wide receiver, Nikhil Harry. I don't think that's too big of a loss. But the biggest loss of all, their offensive coordinator for the longest time, Josh McDaniels, taking over the head coaching gig at the Raiders. I gave you a lot there. What's your initial reactions on ads, losses, anything you wanted to add? I don't know. Um, a lot of times the – the Patriots lose players, and then it turns out they lose them at the right time. Um, but um, I do think the J.C. Jackson one does hurt. I mean, I think he's, I think he's the second best corner in the league behind Ramsey personally. 
Um, He's definitely the, the best ball hawk corner yeah. in the league. That's fair. The, the defense finds a way to always get it done. They have nice pieces. Mills, Butler, McCourty, Duggars worked out in Peppers, so their secondaries there. Uh, Josh Uche, Mac Wilson, Matthew Judon, they have a pretty good linebacking core. I just worry about some of these pieces on the perimeter and the loss of Josh McDaniels, how that really affects the offense. Um, I don't know how Bill Belichick, because I think he's slated to call the offense. Um, just we, don't, we don't even know. But it's, just, it's, it's a lot of different stuff. But then you look at, you know, how some – they they can attack differently with two serviceable running backs, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and they have, you know, Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith healthy going into this year. Uh, the tight ends running game opens up everything else. Um, I don't know. I just I, – everyone expects Mac, who had a really good rookie year, to really take a leap, and everything that's talked about in the offseason is that he will do such. But losing Josh McDaniels is really tough. One of the best offensive minds in football has been for two decades. So I don't know. We'll just see with the Patriots. It's um, I don't see a whole lot that says, oh, they got a lot better. But I don't see a whole lot that says, oh, the Patriots really declined this offseason. Um, Ten wins isn't a bad team. I, I just I don't know what I don't have a real good beat on the Patriots. That's why uh, we got you, Jeff. That's why we got you here to tell us what the Patriots are. Well, you know, I was listening to a, a camp interview today with Bill Belichick and he, you know, obviously it's been asked a hundred times. He's sick of answering it. They bring back Joe judge, former giant head coach, but he was a former coach for New England as a special teams coach. Yep. They bring back Matt Patricia, uh, former lions coach, but also fam- former defensive coordinator who won multiple Super Bowls with New England. Both of those guys are rumored to call the offensive place. Belichick's name has been rumored to call the offensive plays. We're not going to know until literally a preseason game, maybe, or week one, when we see somebody with a card calling plays. We're not going to know because Belichick's not going to give it up at this point. He Could be Mac. Up. Could literally be Mac Jones. Who knows? I mean, literally, at this point, it's just all kind of fun and games. I will say this. I listen to a lot of smart people, a lot of you know New England beat writers and people that have been at these spring trainings and these in these training camps and stuff. And what they're saying is this is a different offense than what we've seen in the past. And it looks very similar to what's mostly known around the league as the <sighs> Shanahan offense, not Kyle Shanahan, but obviously he runs that. It's what his dad kind of made famous. Lots of running and play action pass down the field, a lot of scheme stuff. And it's known to make bad quarterbacks look good and good quarterbacks look great. So you got Matt Schaub, who's a bad quarterback, and made him look good. Ryan Tannehill kind of runs this and makes him look good. And then you have Matt Ryan, who's a good quarterback, and makes him look great MVP with Kyle Shanahan. So that kind of style. We've seen what we've seen out of Mac. That was a rookie year. Let's be fair here. Okay, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. So we talked about Trevor Lawrence. In week two, the the week the AFC South breakdown. What do we mm-hmm. say about him? We expect him to make a jump, right? Yeah. That's fair. What did we say about Zach Wilson? We expect him to make a jump. Just a second ago, you were talking about Tua. You expect him to make a jump. Can we expect Mac to make a jump? I think that's a, a fair assessment. 
The the only reason I think um, we expect some of those guys to make a jump is because they were so bad. Uh, they could make a, a jump and still not as be as good as Mac Jones, which is a testament to Mac Jones. I just with, – with them, it was like, okay, they got a better head coach and then they added more pieces to their offense. And with New England, it's like they added Devontae Parker and they lost their really good play caller. Now, he could absolutely make a jump. A lot of quarterbacks, you know, have better or worse seasons. But Mac was already so good, and a lot of that was contributed to. Mac smart, Heisman capable, coached under Saban, was good with coaching under Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, DOC. I just – I wonder if there's a chance that we realize potentially three, four weeks in how much more important Josh McDaniels was than people thought he was. There's also a chance that Matt Jones is like, hey, I had a year to learn from him. I took what he instilled, and now I'm just going to do that myself. Look for what he taught me to look for, things of that nature. I expect Matt Jones to not regress, that's for sure. And even if he stayed the same, Matt Jones is a good quarterback in the NFL from what I saw last year. I will put it at that. I just think with that Trevor Lawrence, too, it's like there's so many things and like they've been mediocre. We're expecting them to make a jump from a C quarterback to a B, maybe A. Mac Jones is already a B plus A minus last year. So I think that's where some people are like reserving a little bit on Mac Jones as to where it's it's kind of just easy to say, yeah, Trevor Lawrence will be better. Well, yeah, his team got the number one pick in the draft. Zach Wilson would be better. Yeah, his team had the fourth. Like, it's they weren't great teams. It, Mac Jones was fighting for the playoffs last two weeks of the year. So I just think those are the little nuances on why it's easier to go with those quarterbacks who aren't good already. Like, nobody looked at Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback after eight weeks. It seemed like he had just, yeah, he's been playing with the Patriots for five years. Now it's just, he was so good so early. And that's a credit yeah. to him and what the coaching staff did. I just think that's why it's harder for people and they're a little bit more reserved than saying Mac, no doubt, will get better. Yeah, another thing to Mac's credit, he, uh, you know, everybody has seen the draft picture at this point with the cigar in his mouth with the big gut. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. He's lost a ton of weight. He shredded. I mean, literally took on a, a huge diet yeah. plan. Um, so many people have come out and a lot, you know, take this for what you will, because some people don't like when stuff like this happens, but people have been coming to his aid talking a lot about him and all that's very positive um, that he's got so much dog in him that he's already literally running practices now calling teammates out being the leader that Brady was literally just like it's already come to him and if that's the case I'm very excited before we talk first five I have a question Patriots went 10 and 7 last year if they go 10 and 7 this year are they improved? Playing a second place schedule. Last year they played a third place schedule. Right. Um, what divisions did you guys draw? AFC North and NFC North? We're going to play the AFC North and the NFC North. Yep. I don't know. I, but before we got to this spot, again, this is why I love doing the breakdowns. Before we got to this spot, anyone who'd asked me, I said, look, it's Bills. I think Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins and Patriots are going to be real close. 
And then I get into the breakdown, I look more in depth at the Patriots defense, their offensive line, Mac Jones, how they're going to run their schemes. And it's like, I could see the Patriots finish second in this division. I could see them having more than 10 wins. So if they went 10 and seven again, I'd say they regressed. Interesting. If Mac Jones is improved this year, I think just a quick look at their schedule, you can get more in depth, but just a quick look up down, I think they should win more than 10 games. Okay. Yeah, I just think that with the way that the current AFC is, with the way that the NFL is, in my opinion, 10 and 7 should almost be the goal at this point. Obviously, I would love to be 11 and 6 or higher. But 10 and 7 is first off it should be the goal. I believe it'll I believe it'll get you in the playoffs, I think. It's tough, uh, especially just, because spoiler next week it's going to be a freaking bombshell. I think there's a chance all four of those teams get in, but the the with with the format of 17 games, I take every team and I say if they go 3 and 3 in their division, let's say they split yeah. it all somehow and they go 3 and 3, that leaves 11 games. You have to go seven and four in those other 11 to hit 10. And I don't think um, last year we had two teams make the playoffs, one on each side with nine wins. One had a tie in the AFC side, the Steelers. But essentially 10 wins is the floor. That's to get your foot in the door and have a shot in the playoffs. Yeah. I think the Patriots are going to sweep the Jets. They have to win one of their other four divisional games. I think the Patriots can do at least that. Looking at the rest of their schedule, I don't think seven and four is too much of an ask, but we can get into it. I think the Patriots are capable of seven and four. Yeah, I don't have it all in front of me. I, I can pull it up actually. Yeah, I, I, I have it right now if you want okay. me to just kind of throw it at you yeah, when we get there. We can let's let's go through the first five first. At the Dolphins, you gave them a W. I'm giving the Patriots a W. Okay, so that's staying pretty consistent. Uh week two. At the Steelers. I believe I gave the Steelers that win, and I'm going to stick with it. We have you... to go to this game. Where are you going? I like, the, I, I like the Steelers. I can't. I mean, that's their home opener at the shore. No, I understand. I just, and I'll back up my reasons again. You're starting either a rookie or Mitch Trubisky. Should be a great game, by the way. I, I agree. I agree, because I think our teams are... V- Depending on what your quarterback play is, we could be on the same path trying to fight the 10 wins. Um, I just think that we're slightly better week two. Could you be better by week eight? 100%. But week two, I think we're slightly better. I'm giving us the W, especially, again, very good on the road last year for whatever reason. Um, Week three, though, New England's home against the Ravens. We both gave the Ravens the win uh, in the in the AFC North. I know, pod. but it's so weird. I don't think the Patriots are going to start zero and three, but I have them losing to the Dolphins and Steelers on on the road. See, I have them starting two and zero, but I have them dropping this game to the Ravens on the road or at home. At home, Gosh, their home opener. You know what? I'm just going to stick with it and see how it plays out. I have I have the Patriots at zero and three. Okay. 
They were one and three last year to start the year, just so you're aware. And then they went on that long eight game. Yeah, winning streak this or can turn around. Look at the schedule. Yeah. This own three can turn around. Here's an interesting one at Green Bay. Non bias. I gave it to Green Bay, but I have no idea why. I like the Patriots here. I Green Bay is very good defensively and they're at home. That's all they have going for them. I think New England is slightly better in week four. Green Bay is a team that could have it turned around kind of like the Steelers by week seven, eight, nine, ten, where they're just they just have it at that point, right? I actually gave Green Bay the win. So I have two and two. You have them at what? One and three? One and three. Week five, home against the Lions. I have that as a win. I have New England starting three and two. I have them at two and three. I think they beat the Lions. We can go rapid fire here. At Cleveland, I have tickets to the game. I have New England beating Cleveland without Deshaun Watson. I like that too without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because here's where here's where I'm gonna just so you know, spoiler here. Here's where I think, and I did this before we got on. Here's where I think ten games is in play. So I have them currently at four wins with the Browns. I have them at three. Week seven, home, Monday night, Bears. Win. Win. Have them at five wins. Week eight at the Jets. Win. Win as well. So that's six. Here's where things get interesting. Home against the Colts. This is in November. Obviously, the Colts beat us last year at their home <coughs> field, but now we have them on our home field. This is a swing game for me, but it's winnable. I think New England pulls it off. That gives them seven. I like the Colts to end a four-game win streak for the Patriots here. Okay. Going into the bye. Okay, week 10. Week 11. The Jets, I now have eight wins. I'm giving them their sixth. Here's where things get tough. Thursday night at the Minnesota Vikings. I would love to win this and brag to my friend Corey about it. I think they lose this game. Kirk Cousins in primetime against Bill Belichick. This is actually Thanksgiving night, by the way. Give me the Patriots on Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, Home against the Bills. We didn't, the last two games we played Josh Allen, we didn't force a punt in the third game was wins that are unexplainable. I had the bills here. So do I, but just so everyone knows, starting with the Vikings, the Patriots played Thursday night, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. They are four straight primetime games. Yeah. Really fun stuff. That's wild. Yeah. Week 14 at the Cardinals, a Monday nighter Cardinals seem better than us. It'd be a game. I wouldn't be shocked to see us win, but I'm taking the Cardinals here. Out on the Cardinals. Patriots win that game. Okay. On the road at the Raiders, Josh McDaniels hosts Bill Belichick. He exposes us. I think the Raiders win. I'm very high on the Raiders, by the way. Love the love the Raiders. You taking the Raiders there? I am taking the Raiders. Week six. Now, mind you, I got them losing four in a row at this point. <laughs> okay. Week 16, home against the Bengals. Christmas Eve. I don't love this game for Joe Burrow in in a cold December game in Foxborough. Snow on the ground, I'll take New England. Clear weather, I'll take the Bengals. It's a flip game for me, just like that Colts game was. It is a, the weather. I think could impact the, the the game here and favor the Patriots if it's a kind of a nasty weather game. But um, I'm gonna stick with the Bengals here. Week 17, 
That one is home against the Dolphins. I already had us beating the Dolphins. It would make sense for us to lose. Um, who knows? It, depending on where the season is, I could see us getting the win. I could see. I mean, it's literally a true flip game. I have no idea. I have, I have it as a win for the Patriots. And then week 18 at the Bills. Again, I have no reason to think the Patriots can beat them. So with everything I just gave you, okay, everything I just gave you, I gave one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I gave you seven for sure wins. I can't envision the Patriots losing every one of their foot games. Yeah, I I just had the Patriots at nine and eight when I just did that quick run through. Yeah, I think that's fair. It is a pretty tough schedule, especially down the down the hatch. Uh, yeah, lots they, of they have big to time take advantage. Games. They have to take advantage of October. Green Bay, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, and then right there into November, Indianapolis. So before they're by, they have to have a great October. If they want to make the playoffs, they have to take advantage of October. Yeah. Anything else on New England? No, the, uh, but after going in-depth, I do think they're a little bit better than I thought they were just off the cuff, just thinking yeah. about what I thought I knew. Yeah, the two – the. I'm excited for a lot of players, but the two that I'm really excited for are Devontae Parker, but I don't have, I'm holding out hope. I've seen two wide receivers that we've acquired in my fandom work. Randy Moss, Hall of Famer, and Brandon Cooks had a lot of speed and only played one year with Brady. Everybody else that we've seemed to have acquired just didn't work out. Um, so I'm holding out hope that he does. And then the other one, my boy out of Michigan, Jabril Peppers, I think he's going to fit in perfect. I've said from the day he was drafted, he'd be a perfect Patriot. The way he roams, he's literally a better version of Patrick Chung, and Patrick Chung is one of my favorite Patriots. So very excited for that. Obviously, the loss of J.C. Jackson sucks. We'll talk about that next week. On to the Bills. Buffalo Bills, 2021, they were 11-6. and six. Their key ads are... Uh, very good, in my opinion. They pay top dollar for Von Miller, defensive end. They go out and get tight end O.J. Howard, the former first-round pick. Hasn't really lived up to it. Had a couple of down years with the Bucks, but I think there's some talent there. Defensive end Shaq Lawson comes back to the Bills after bouncing around the league. And then the AFC East rival Jet, <coughs> Jamison Crowder. I think that's a huge ad for them. They do lose Mitch Trubisky, a good backup quarterback to the Steelers. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders at this point is not back with them. Wide receiver Cole Beasley, he had been there a couple of years since leaving the Cowboys. He's not back. And then defensive tackle Harrison Phillips at this point is not back. Offseason, before I toss it over to you, Stephon Diggs did get an extension. He's getting paid top dollar like a lot of the Western wide receivers around the league. And then probably the biggest storyline of the year, uh, one that we talked about, the Bills OT loss enables an NFL rule change where two teams are going to get possession in the playoffs, not the regular season. Regular season stays the same in the playoffs. Both teams will touch the ball. And on the second possession, you'll just have to stop them. Wanted to bring that up. <coughs> um, quite honestly, I don't think there's really a ton to break down with this team. Everyone knows what they're getting. They're getting Josh Allen leading one of the most, if not the most deadly offense in the NFL and a defense that has a couple big playmakers in their front seven and a tremendous secondary. 
and it's going to take everything you have and some good fortune to beat the Buffalo Bills. If, if you are not a Super Bowl contender, if you are fighting for the playoffs, you are not good enough to be confident to play with the Bills. You're going to have to be a team that is chasing a Super Bowl. You have to be the Buccaneers. You have to be the Rams. You have to be, I mean, we'll get into it, the AFC West. <laughs> like You just you have to be really good to be able to compete with this team. And um, last year they had, a, they had one or two losses where it's like, wow, to that team they stooped down. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, personally, uh, lost to Jacksonville. Don't think those games are going to happen anymore, but we all kind of know what we're getting with the Bills. It's just how dominant can they be? How good do you think they are? And um, I don't think there's a person listening that wouldn't have Josh Allen outside their top five quarterbacks easily. I did listen to a podcast recently where somebody had him at six, and I about shit myself. Um, yeah, a couple things for me. I think Josh Allen. I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the league until he retires. At this point, he's he deserves that. There's no reason he doesn't deserve that. He just won the Super Bowl after switching teams, and then the very next year he leads the league in every statistical category. And in my opinion, he, there's no reason to think he's not going to be that again. But number two for me is Josh Allen. He's bigger than everyone, stronger than everyone has the best arm in the league and the leaps that I'm seeing out of him are just out of this world. They, they just don't make sense. Sometimes after watching him early in his career and in that first playoff game at Houston, I literally <coughs> thought to myself, this quarterback is horrendous. The decision-making horrendous, like the bills strike out again. All he can do is run. They give him to Stephon Diggs, and he goes on MVP-like numbers, leadership, just out of this world, still running the ball at a high level, just bigger and more physical than everybody else in the league. And then last year, say what you want, the numbers weren't as good, but they were as good. And I thought he played the best game of a quarterback in a losing effort in a really long time. I just don't know what you could say about Josh Allen in a negative sense at this point and what you could say about the Bills. Like, what is the Bills' weakness? It's still probably running back, if to, if we're being fair. They just haven't really had that guy, but they did go out and get um, James, Cook. James Cook, the running back from Georgia, Dalvin Cook's brother. Got some bursts there. It'll be interesting what he does. Um, don't forget, uh, you. Might, I think you mentioned they got O.J. Howard to go with Dawson Knox now at tight end. So. Yeah, I, I love the O.J. Howard pickup. I honestly believe we've slept on him for so long. I think, And they got value out of him. They're not paying him anything. I just think that's a huge move. I do wonder about the long-term Von Miller, but for one year, that's a massive piece to get you to a Super Bowl. Right now, that's going to look great. In three years, probably not. Because it's a six-year deal, I believe. Yeah, and he plans um, on playing it out. Yeah, I'm sure so he, he does. does. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, as you said, there's not a whole lot to say on this Bills team. The last time we've seen them, they played the best game I've seen everybody play in a losing effort. It's just, by all metrics, they were fantastic. They got the rule changed because of it. 
So first five, are you ready for it? Yeah. Week one, and I think this is an absolute banger to start the year. I couldn't ask for a better game to kick us off. The Rams, the Super Bowl champions, are opening the the night out on Thursday against the Bills. So the Bills are on the road at the Rams, Super Bowl champions. Um, and in my opinion, what should have been the Super Bowl last year, because I do think the Bills would have beaten the Bengals, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I got the Rams winning. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. <laughs> We just told you how good the Bills are, and we've been telling you. You know what? So many people have, you know, I have, I have a lot of new listeners that I work with that I've been telling people to listen to the pod or whatever, and they've been coming up, and they're like, gosh, you guys love the Bills. I'm like, I'm sorry, but they're freaking good. You don't? And, what are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, what are you watching? <laughs> but to be fair, the Rams are, yeah, they're very good, too. We'll talk about them soon. I got that. Yeah, they're good. How do you win this? Can I ask this question? I just, this is stupid. How do you win the Super Bowl? And in my opinion, get light years better. I don't want to say light years, but they are better. They added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's just dogs. It's just, oh gosh. Week two, home against the Titans. Titans are getting Bills win. Trap game. Watch out. Early season, healthy Derrick Henry, they could. Just Monday watch out. Manning. I got Go. the Bills. I got the Bills. Just watch out. Okay? I have the Bills as well. Week three at the Dolphins. We just told you this one. You actually took the Dolphins I, there. I'm going to stick with them, too. Wow. Okay, I took the Bills. You got the Bills at 1-2 after telling everybody Listen, how good I, they are. I just want to say the Bills have a bye week, week seven, and then they are going to go on a tear after okay. the bye. Week four at the Ravens. I like them to, to beat the Ravens. I think they lose that game. So we got, think, both got them at two and two, though. Yes, we do. Okay. If you remember a couple weeks back, I told you how strong it was on the Ravens, and I think this is like the first game where the Ravens just straight up flex. This is a big one. This is a big game at the Ravens. And if I remember quick, you told me that one's one o'clock. On CBS. That is bonkers that <laughs> that game is a one o'clock game i'd like to go to week four and see what the fucking primetime game is uh yeah i i almost need to know pull that shit up uh week five home against the steelers i believe you gave the steelers the loss in the afc north pod Where yeah are you going Steel- here? steelers are killing them i'm changing my answer <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh yeah bills are, bills get the dub yeah, I got the Bills there. We both got them at three and two. Do you have the schedule? Yeah. Um, so the <clears throat> the Fox game that will be aired on television at four oh five is yep. a banger. Cardinals at Panthers, no D hop. <laughs> um, yep. however, the Sunday night game is Chiefs at Buccaneers. That's okay. Now I know why it's at one o'clock. Yeah. And then the Monday nighter is Rams at 49ers. So we got some good games. So there. what is the CBS four o'clock game? Because that's where it should be. It should be there's, their CBS. There's two. One of them is Patriots at Packers. Okay, that's big. That's what's going to take over the national coverage. The other one is Broncos at Raiders. 
Both great games. games. The, the national coverage will be the Patriots and the Packers. I, the Fox game being Cardinals Panthers is a little discouraging, but we'll get past it. Well, they're not going to move the AFC matchup to Fox. They're not going right. to do that. And now, if they, one of those teams was an NFC team, we're talking something different. I have but, the rest of the Bills schedule. If you want to go through it though, real quick. Yeah, let's let's. We've been doing that. Why not? We, we both have them at three and two through five. We games. do. We do, and, and I think like, they're way the better than that. Like, where's their power? Then they're week six. They're at Kansas City at four twenty-five. I think they beat them. They one hundred percent beat them. Okay, so they're going into their bye week at four and two. I actually challenge you. For the rest of the season, tell me where they lose. Hit me. They come out of their bye week home against the Packers. Oh, they're beating the Packers. Then they're at the Jets. Stop. Keep going. Then they're home against the Vikings. They're better than the Vikings. People are high on the Vikings, but they're better than the Vikings. Home against the Browns. They're destroying the Browns. At the Lions. Keep going. At the Patriots. They're better in New England. They haven't got them to punt. Home against the Jets. Yeah, there's slaughter in them. Home against the Dolphins. I know you think the Dolphins are a lot improved, but they better be a lot, lot improved because they yeah, slaughtered that, the Dolphins twice. I think they beat yeah. the Dolphins. At the Bears. Keep going. Okay, Monday, January 2nd. We're at week 17 right now, and we have them as a two-loss team. Two games and they're early. Left. Two games left. That puts them at 13-2 and two with two games left. Yep. They're at the Bengals on Monday night, January 2nd. That you is just... such a fun game. You know why? We both had their losses early, which means they're probably going to be on a 10-12 to 12 game win streak at that point. That's a fun game. Where's the game at? It's at Cincinnati, January 2nd, Monday night. I just told you. That if the Bills would have beat the Chiefs, they would have beat the Bengals. That was last year. Bengals are better. Offensive line, they win that game. Okay, they get their third loss, but then they finish up home against New England. And they beat New England. So I know... But, but, I had them with three losses here. I didn't think about this. They could have the one seed locked. And they sit sit starters in New England could get the win. So the thing but, is, is early they play some tough teams and some div- like a, a divisional game mixed in there with just a, a they're at Los Angeles in Tennessee at Miami at Baltimore to Pittsburgh at Kansas City like they're really traveling the country playing some tough games they get their bye week to settle down and then that steam engine is just I mean full steam ahead I don't think from weeks eight to eighteen. Tops, they lose two games, I think. I just think the they're going to be at the top of our power rankings a lot. Yeah. And they get that little stretch there in terms of teams they've been playing good against Cleveland, Detroit, New England, New York, Miami, Chicago. Like, that's six. Yeah. I mean, they're just the Bills. If they're going to lose games, it's in uh, September and October. And that's where you want to lose games if you're going to lose them all year. You want to be good in November, December, and into January. I have them going 0-3 in the preseason, though. Trash. (laughs) 
<laughs> the year that New England went 16-0, and they went 0-4 to start the year with preseason. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean I anything. If you flip it, the year the Browns at 0-16, they were undefeated in the preseason. I don't know if it was the Browns, but the, the Lions were. When they oh. went 0-16, they were at 4-0 in the preseason. That is, that the, is actually a fact. something like the Browns over three seasons were like 15-1 and in the preseason or something? Like, they were bad those years. Yeah. They were like 15-1 and in four Winning seasons. all their preseason like, games. Yeah, it was like they were crushing. Because they were playing their starters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did just see there was two stats going into last year's preseason. I think the Ravens are undefeated in the preseason under John Harbaugh, I think. They they lost their first one last year. I think they were like 21-0 okay. and 0 or something. Yes. Like they were something stupid. Yeah, and New England had won like four seasons in a row worth of preseason games, but I think they lost one finally last year. But preseason literally means nothing, so it's kind of funny when those stats happen. But Yeah, you, you love to see them. Yeah. But if you guys were wondering um, – did, did you know about the new NFL Plus package? No. You didn't know about that? Okay, let me um let me pull it up on my phone here real quick so I can just read it to you guys. Uh just a heads up, NFL um is coming out with their own streaming service called NFL Plus. It is five dollars a month or one payment of thirty dollars for the whole year, and this is what you would get if you buy it. Live out of market preseason games across your devices, so you can watch any preseason game you want. Period. Live local regular season and postseason games. So for Browns and Lions fans, you guys can get every game on your device. Live primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone or tablet. So if it's a primetime game, you can watch it. Live game audio, home, away, and national for every game of the season. So you get live radio call of any game in the season, all games. And you get NFL library programming on demand ad-free. There is a premium version that adds three things. Full game replays across devices. I don't think people are really looking so, for replays. Well, well, here's the thing. If, because you can't watch it live out of market, that still belongs to the ticket for one more year. If you want to wait three hours, you could watch the replay. That is so. And we don't know if the replays come out two days after the week's yeah, over good or point, whatever. Good so, point. Yeah. Um, then it also has condensed game replays across devices. So if Those you want to cool. watch a game replay and get all the. 60 minutes. And then it says coaches film ad free. That is $10 a month or $80 one time for the whole year to add those three features. Um, the reason why this is exciting is, one, you get just more NFL stuff if you're really into it for a pretty cheap cost, 30 bucks, forget about it the rest of the year, or $5 a month, um, cancel at any time. But there is still a chance, I do believe, that when the Sunday ticket goes up for bid, the NFL could say, screw it, we don't want a second source, and we're just going to add it as a package, increase it on our NFL Plus, and they could just stream it themselves. I don't think that's likely, but it is something that's uh, coming out or just recently came out that has kind of flown under the radar a little bit. But NFL Plus, you guys can go ahead and look it up on your own if you want to look into that kind of thing. But new streaming service from the NFL should give you a lot of stuff. I think Ian Rappaport was talking about how you're going to see like more of him, more NFL game day, just NFL talk on there. You're going to be able to find all your NFL stuff on the NFL Plus. I will say this because so many people have asked and I've heard people talking about it and I feel like there's some confusion. Direct TV still owns the NFL Sunday ticket for this season. 
Correct. Okay. After this season, it will go up for bid. They could have it back, but it's going to take a number. And to be honest, I don't know that DirecTV has that kind of money. Yeah. Um. What I if any of you guys watched the Pat McAfee show too, they went in on this with Ian Rappaport. Essentially, um, Directv already tried to work out a number with Goodell. They weren't even close, so they said you're done. Directv, which AT and T Uverse also has, blacked yep. out the NFL Network channel and all that stuff, basically in protest of it. The bidding is already currently going on. Um, the rumors is that Apple Plus is in the lead right now, which is stupid because it's a streaming service not many people have. They also said a Google streaming service may come out of the dark to try and get it. Essentially, though, the NFL makes from DirecTV $1.3 billion a year on the Sunday ticket. They want to increase that by 100%. They want 2.6 to 3 billion. They'll get for it. the NFL Sunday They'll ticket. 100% get it. And because it's not attached to satellite cable, it will be easier accessible. And so more people will get it. Correct. And we're expecting it to be somewhere around, I believe, 40 to $60 a month for the NFL Sunday ticket. But it's more expensive than that now because you have to get direct TV and then add that as an attachment. And it becomes an exhausting amount of money. Satellite TV is pretty much done. Cable TV, everything's streaming now. And um, they're already trying to find who's going to get it. And um, we'll see. I'm hoping Prime Video gets it. Uh, Jeff Bezos, they already have Thursday night. He's one or two, whatever, the richest man in the world. He's got over $200 billion, I believe. So we'll see how it goes. But, yes, this season nothing will change at the Sunday ticket. Don't look around for new stuff. Stream it however you want. Some people use illegal websites. Some people use their buddies' codes, their parents, whatever you use. Maybe you have it yourself. But, um, yeah, like you said, nothing changes this year. It's for the 2023 season. Yeah, making an early prediction, Amazon has tried everything in their power to get their foot in this door, and they keep adding every year. And while they did add this year, what are they going to add next year? In my opinion, it will be the NFL Sunday ticket. It'll be the Holy Grail, and they will add it. And it's going to cost some money, but they're going to add it, in my opinion. where there's smoke, there's fire. And there was a lot of people snooping around and trying to get inside information saying Jeff Bezos may buy the Broncos. He's looking to buy an NFL team. Maybe they heard that he was trying to buy something. Maybe Jeff Bezos just wants the NFL Sunday ticket and add it to his prime video package. And because Amazon is starting to, I mean, they're just, yeah, everyone knows what Amazon is. It's not a secret. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. It would not shock me for someone like Apple plus to go out and put that kind of money out. Cause nobody has it. Uh, Peacock, anybody familiar with Peacock? Um, they went out and bought the entire WWE library and WWE closed the NF- the WWE network because of it. And I don't know if that's paid off for them or not, but they paid a hefty fortune for it because they wanted something exclusive. They also, um, a big one for Peacock too is, I have it because they have Premier League soccer. If it's not a televised game, all Premier League games are on Peacock. As to where, like, the Italian League and the Spanish League and the German League are all on ESPN Plus, the Premier League is on Peacock. So they're all all, trying to fight for it. All these services want something exclusive. Exclusive? Do you know what that means? It means nobody else has it. It's huge. And you got to be willing to pay for it. And Apple... 
just like Bezos, they have a lot of money. They could afford it, and it could be a massive thing for them. And I got to be honest, I don't have Apple TV. I've never even thought about getting it, but I would get it. <laughs> so that makes sense. I've seen some commercials for some good-looking TV shows, but I ain't getting Apple Plus. So same, same. Maybe I'll just hop no, on I have there. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, I think that uh, that's a wrap. Yeah. Next week, next week we're going to do the AFC West division breakdown. Um, I don't think it's arguable anymore. It's the best division in football. We're very excited to do it. Um, most of you guys know Dan from the Michigan Pods. He's going to stop by. He's a Raiders fan. Going to have him on, in my opinion. Uh, Dan's pretty cool because he comes off very unbiased. He's more of a realist towards his team and likes to be more of a critic than he is a homer. So I think you guys will enjoy that as he kind of uh, – he might be the harsh one because I think me and Brad, after years of being downers on the Raiders, I think we maybe, uh, them. yeah, I think we'll be the ones that are trying to hype on why Dan's maybe bringing us down to earth. So that'll be fun. And Brad doesn't even know this yet, but we're doing the QB draft next week. That's going to be fun. The three of us, we're going to draft the 15 best quarterbacks in this league. You heard it first here. Breaking news. Come on. <laughs> this is going to this, this be the pod to listen to. But don't don't sleep on this one either. AFC East. Um, yeah. And more to come. You want to know something crazy? I do. We're nine days away from our first football game of the year. Preseason, right? Let's go. From today, 44 days till Rams Bills kick off. LFG, baby. <clears throat> LFG. If you live around the Oregon area like I do, Coy Roads closed longer than freaking. It'll still be closed in the NFL Sunday. Sunday comes around. Oh, that's funny. Anything else? No, sir. Okay. That's a wrap. We out. Real talk. Real talk.